One small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing Podcast. I am your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all the major social networks, including including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe where all major podcasts are distributed, including the Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. One small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. Have you considered the trajectory you start your mornings with? There's a a real momentum thing. When you wake up in the morning and you decide, or maybe you don't wake up in the morning, maybe you just roll out of bed and go into autopilot. (laughs) There's a, here's a, I genuinely believe in momentum. And the problem is with momentum uh, is that there's positive momentum and there's negative momentum. And uh, for those of you who don't know, momentum is basically as things begin to start moving, they gain speed, and at some point, they actually propel themselves, you know, because the weight of the object being moved eventually gets to the point where it is, its own weight is pushing it along, which makes it easier to keep speeding up. You know, you gain momentum as the object starts moving. Now, when you look at an object and you try to start getting it move moved, especially if it's a big object, the getting started part is genuinely the hardest part <laughs> because it's a heavy object. But once you kind of get going, the object's weight helps you move it faster and faster and faster. And so I think that this principle of momentum also works on the emotional level, and I think it also works on the spiritual level. And so we're going to talk about that in detail today. So the there's a couple things we can do, I think, to kind of get the ball rolling on this. And I and I think the first part of this quote, how it, it says a positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. Because I think that positive part in the morning is a, is a great way to start the momentum. Because every morning we can start our days however we want. You know, we can start off complaining, which is, by the way, my default condition. <laughs> It's like uh, the first thing I do in the morning, every morning, and this is really sad, is I have to push out all the negative thoughts. You know, if I don't stop and make an effort to ignore my complaints for the day before my day even begins, I'll start my day off on this really nasty negative trajectory. And I get it. This is hard. This is easier said than done. I mean, if you're dealing with a lot of issues and they're weighty issues, like most of us are. You know, if we care about things, we wake up and there's things we have concern over. You know, we don't know how they're going to go. And so these thoughts flood our our minds in the morning, you know, right after we wake up. And uh, what's even worse is they flood them before the coffee's kicked in, (laughs) which doesn't help. I actually, uh, on that note, somewhat of a side tangent here is I pretty early on adopted the principle that I'm not allowed to think before caffeine or coffee in the morning. I I just, I'm not allowed to do it 
because everything see by the way if you can survive in the morning without coffee i highly recommend you do that but i i can't do it but waking up in the morning there's like there's enough problems i already have to deal with without thinking about them while i'm waking up so side tangent there but when you wake up in the morning and you start to really think about something you know in terms of the the as the weight of those problems kind of come in there's a good book on this subject by the way it's called battlefield of the mind by joyce meyer but as those thoughts kind of come in sometimes you just have to capture them and push them back out you know and you have to say you know what first of all there's no problem that you have that you're going to be able to think your way out of i shouldn't say no problem the majority of problems you have you're not going to be able to think your way out of Thinking doesn't really produce any action. Well, man, I, should, I shouldn't have put it that way. Thinking doesn't count as action. That's what I should say. It does produce action. Because I think that's part of this whole, this whole post. And the quote for the day is, thinking does even inevitably turn into action. But the thinking itself, it doesn't actually do the work. And so a lot of us, we're, we're secretly lazy and I've noticed this about myself too. It's like I'm secretly lazy in that I will think about a problem because it's easier to think about a problem than it is to actually deal with it. Have, has this ever happened to you where you actually use thinking as a form of avoidance? You're like, you know what? Rather than actually deal with the problem, I'm going to think about the problem. And I'm going to think about the problem so much that I don't have any more time to deal with the problem. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I, there are certain things that I do this on, especially if I'm nervous about doing them. I'll bring up an obvious choice. It's like a household chore or something around the house that needs to be done. Let's say it's a project I have no experience on. I don't know anything about toilets, right? So when if I got to replace my toilet, this is actually a true, no, sink. Let's say sink. Because I'm not a plumber. You know, I have very limited experience in that. And and it's a specialty, right? It's a skill. If you don't know it, you don't know it, right? And so I remember when I had to replace a sink because my sink had broken, quite literally. Blame kids for that. You wouldn't expect a sink to, to be very breakable. But I think children hear that and they're like, challenge accepted. You know, it's like, yeah, you they won't break that. Challenge accepted. Hold my Kool-Aid. <laughs> they find a way. So I had a sink that needed to be replaced. And I had actually bought the sink to replace it. And then that sink was sitting in my garage. And then, then started the thinking process. I must have thought about that project, watched videos, contemplated doing it, all the different approaches. Do I have all the tools? I must have thought about that problem for weeks while that thing sat in my garage. And, you know, here's the funny thing about this. This uh, getting trapped in these thinking cycles. I finally did it. You know, one evening I got home and I was like, you know what? I think I think I'm fully prepared. I think I'm emotionally prepared. I'm spiritually prepared, physically prepared. I think I think I can handle this task now. You don't want to know how how take a guess. How long you did it take me to finally put that sink in? Just take a guess. 
Do you have a, do you have a number in your head? It took me two hours. That's it. So I must have wasted. And by the way, my thinking, it didn't do me any good. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. But it was like when it went wrong, it wasn't like anything catastrophic. It was, oh, uh, I've got to realign this. Oh, I've got to move this further to the side. Oh, it's not going to end up exactly where I wanted it to be. They were very fungible and fixable problems. No, that's not fair. It's probably three hours. Regardless, all of that time I had spent thinking about a project didn't produce any action or results. So try not to fall into this trap of overthinking things. And I have anxiety about certain things. So that's part of the reason I kept putting it off. But that's that's what I mean. It's like thinking is also another form of avoidance. It's a way of avoiding a problem that's sitting right in front of me. It's like, you know what? I'm going to think about that a little bit longer. We're going to have to think about this problem for at least another three or four weeks before we actually take any action on it. <laughs> but it, it, I'm not saying it's bad to think about things. It is good to think about things. But we have to transform those thoughts into actions pretty quick. You know, Otherwise, we basically are wasting our time and avoiding the issue by overthinking it. So that's something to be aware of. And so as we kind of wake up in the morning, we, we get our thoughts on the right trajectory, or we try to get our thoughts on the right trajectory, those, those negative thoughts flood our minds, and we need to stop. We need to take the time to at least explain it away for the moment so until you have your coffee. But then let's say you have your coffee and all those thoughts come in again. We can choose to entertain them. You know, we can choose to entertain the fearful thoughts, the anxious thoughts, the angry thoughts, the depressed, the, the sad. And we can throw our little pity party and think about how bad we have it and how hard our lives are and how sad everything is. We can do that. You know, that's an option. Or we can just push it off to the side. And I, in my experience... Well, actually, let me tell you what my experience the best method to this is. But first, we've reached that time. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but you just don't have the time, Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, my listeners can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right. For 30 days, you'll get full access to thousands of Audible's Premium Plus catalog books as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, It's not a problem. You can cancel instantly online. You won't even get charged a penny. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life. They may change yours too. So pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now. So in, in my experience... The best way to deal with these actually was rooted in that Joyce Myers book, Battlefield of the Mind. There's a few other good ones, too. Um, there's lots of good books, actually, on this subject. But 
for her, there was actually a warfare going on in our mind. And what happens is, is we are actually under attack when we wake up in the morning. And the best thing to do when you're under attack is not to just lay down your arms, lay down and take the attack or the assault. Her approach was that we need to actually capture each thought and we have to either pray it away or we need to let it kind of flow through us. You know, we don't repress it. You know, we don't just shove it deep down and and disregard the thought. We accept the thought. We allow it to kind of flow through. And then we concede that a majority of these problems are not in our control. You know, we 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 can pray. If you don't if you're not a religious person, that's fine. You can at least acknowledge that's not within my control. Or if it's a worry, you're like, okay, that's a legitimate concern, but we will deal that if and when it happens. That's actually one of my favorite lines for my anxiety and my, my anxious thinking. Now, every time I worry, this took, this took years to get good at, by the way. So it's not like you wake up one morning and you're good at this. Just like you train for battle, you also train to fight the negative thoughts of your mind. But like one of my favorite things to say about anxiety is if an anxious thought enters my mind, I'm like, okay, that is one possibility. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with that if and when it happens. And then I kind of let that thought, I shelf it. I don't, I don't bury it. I don't repress it. I acknowledge it for what it is. It is a fear. It's a possible outcome. But what I don't do is I don't entertain thoughts and fears or I try not to entertain thoughts and fears anymore that haven't happened yet. And that's the real trap of anxiety, by the way, is once once you kind of get into that mental feedback loop where the fears start to become real in your mind because you've convinced yourself that it is going to happen, which, by the way, you don't know what's going to happen. It's part of it's a fear of of pride, but. We don't know what's going to happen. Even if it's a high probability of something happened, we still don't know. So acknowledging that it's a, it is a legitimate possibility and then shelving it and then saying, you know what, if and when that happens, I will deal with it. That's a adequate response to a fear. And it also acknowledges that you are a human being who, with limitations, and so that, that really has helped me capture those thoughts. And so you go through this on, on all of those thoughts as they kind of flood your mind in the morning. And, and you practice, you train for this fight. And then when you wake up, you, you, don't, you don't just bury all those thoughts deep down. You acknowledge them and you set them off to the side. And then hopefully, hopefully, some good thoughts enter your mind as well. And then those are the ones you feed. I mean, we, we feed the beast, right? We, we decide, we make a conscious decision when a thought enters our mind, whether we're going to entertain that thought and feed it or whether we're going to just let it starve and die. And so that's really, I think, where a lot of our bad thinking patterns start to fall into place. And, and this, is, this is not a... Not a magical new age way of approaching our problems. There's actually a scientific term for this. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy, if you want the fancy term. And I became fully aware of this when I was in the depth of my anxiety, probably in my early 20s. 
And the basic principle of it is that we we learn to create new thought and behavior patterns. We first we need to identify our bad thought and behavior patterns. That's obviously a challenge, especially if they're deeply ingrained. But but as we identify these patterns, we can start to break them, you know, slowly over time. And don't forget to forgive yourself, by the way, because you're not going to do this perfectly. So as you as you master these weaknesses of yourself, in which we all have them, you can you can start to break these bad thought habit, uh, patterns. And 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 like I said, there's a there's like a transition process that occurs because. Let me give you an example of another one with anxiety is I would keep fueling the anxiety with more fearful thoughts. And and the thing about anxiety is, is it starts to pump adrenaline into your system. And as the adrenaline pumps into your system, you actually, you become more sensitive. And, and, and so you actually, the fake thoughts become more real, even though they're not real. And so then that makes it really easy to continue to stoke the fear fire, you know, because you, you, you're heightened, your adrenaline actually heightens your biological senses. It puts you in fight or flight mode. So you become hyper aware and hypersensitive to anything and everything around you, including new thoughts. And so it's understandable that some of us can get caught in this trap because as that sensitivity level increases from the adrenaline, you, you actually begin to continue feeding those fearful thoughts. So the reason I bring that up is fighting those thought patterns, especially in the midst of the adrenaline, is very challenging. And sometimes you actually have to wait for the adrenaline to pass to be able to rationally work through them again. But what happened was, is over time, I would have these anxious periods in which it would go on for a week or two weeks where I would literally be freaking out about something. But as you get better at identifying it, that that length of time between feeding my fear and overcoming it and shelving it and addressing it, it's gotten smaller and smaller. So now my level of panic, you know, during an anxious, if there's something in my life that causes that anxiety to get triggered, the length of time between me freaking out and calming down has reduced substantially. And is it perfect? No. No, there's just certain things that freak us out and that's normal. That's part of being a human. But you will, you can get better at this, and I've gotten better at it, um, and I've still got a lot of work to do too. So we choose to feed those thought patterns, you know, and and then we can master how well we do this. We can become experts in ourselves, which is really the most important thing we can do, especially if you're struggling with an emotional issue, anxiety and depression. We are feeding the monsters that are torturing us in most cases. And so the best thing we can do is try not to feed them. And that's easier said than done. Now, some of these, uh, these, some of the demons we wrestle with, we can call them demons, but some of those internal voices we wrestle with are abusive fathers, abusive mothers, they're, they're uh, friends who betrayed us. You know, there's, there's really a lot of stuff we can carry around with us that are, that are difficult to wrestle with, and that's okay. That's why this show is being, this show, like the tagline of this show is being the best version of yourself you can today. Because today, if you can make small step, take small steps, make small steps of progress today, then, then tomorrow 
you will have maybe one or two steps that you've taken. And then, and then the next day you'll have two more steps. And then hopefully a year from now you'll wake up and you'll, you'll turn around, you'll look behind you and you'll be like, wow, I've made it, I've made it a mile, you know, and, and, and hopefully you've made those small progressive steps. I'm, I'm resisting so deeply to say baby steps because <laughs> what about Bob is one of my favorite movies, <laughs> but but this, but this is true. It's like you have to start somewhere, you know, and if it's, and if it's with these small shuffling steps of training your mind as these thoughts enter your mind so that you can get the right momentum and trajectory going in the morning, then so be it, you know, maybe I'm an, maybe I'm an infant. I'm a weak, pathetic, terrible, inexperienced person in dealing with my emotions but you know what who cares that that's where i'm at and all i can do is start and that, and that's that's really all we can do so so back to the quote the one small small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day that small positive thought is something that we allow into our minds and like that's the one you want to feed don't feed the fear, don't feed the anxiety, don't feed the the sadness, don't feed the depression. Look for something to focus on that's positive and start feeding that in the morning. And then and then start getting that momentum going. Because it will change the trajectory of your whole day. And then if something comes up during the day and man, this happened to me as as early as yesterday, where that just that just makes you so mad. For me, it's mostly usually politics, but something comes on, something comes up that just triggers that, that, that breaks all of your positive thinking and momentum for that day. It basically, it's like somebody standing in front of the rock as the rock gets moving. Just, 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 just blow past it. Don't, don't stop. Don't stew in it. And I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. I, I, I struggle with this. I think we all do just ignore it, brush it off. Don't give it more power than it deserves. Do not feed those thoughts. Because it's negative momentum. This momentum thing, this whole starting your day off positively so that you can slowly speed up and kind of get things moving in a positive direction. There's negative momentum too. If we wake up in the morning and we feed all these, my life is torture, everything is terrible, horrible thoughts. That feeds the momentum in the opposite direction. We can derail our entire days right when, before we even get started. You know, I, I think a lot of this is, The Battlefield of the Mind is a great book. It does talk about that. But I think a lot of this is on par with what Christ said when he, when he talked about evil thoughts start in the heart. You know, he knew that the mind is, is the heart and the mind are the source of and, and when I say evil, I don't just mean literally evil in this in this context. I mean, just dark thinking is is the beginning of dark action. And if we do not address our heart and mind issue, if we don't wrestle with those and through the heart and the mind issues first, then we may be able to we may be able to change our behavior to prevent the product of that negative thinking. 
but we're repressing them. Like if we cannot address the issue in our heart and mind, it will come out in different ways. You know, if, if we don't come to terms with our anxiety and depression and learn to deal with them, we may be able to prevent our panic attacks, but we're still panicking. You know, and, and then that comes out in different ways. It comes out in drinking. It comes out in smoking. It comes out, well, I should say it comes out in abuse of drugs. It comes out in abuse of any kind of pain reliever. Which, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but you can look up, if you look up pornography, it it's like a painkiller. From on a chemical level, it's actually a painkiller, which makes sense why a bunch of people get addicted to it. It's not necessarily just about the pornography, right? It's it's a relief. It's pain relief. And we're all so miserable and in pain that we will we will take any relief we can get, you know, even if it's against our better judgment. And a lot of that happens because we we have all of this stuff we're carrying around with us, and we don't have the emotional and spiritual tools to deal with it. And so it's understandable that we turn to things that give us relief from that pain. So it's all understandable. So don't, don't judge yourself if you fall into these things because that's that's a big part of, of what happens to us as humans is, is we, we, we do the best we can with what we've got. And so what we all we can really do is try to acknowledge the fact that those are counterfeits, right? The drug abuse, um, the painkiller abuse, whatever. Though that's 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 a band aid to a deeper problem, and we do those things to alleviate the pain because we don't know how to deal with the pain yet, and that's okay. So now all we can really do is start dealing with the pain, even if it's just a little bit at a time, and then hopefully we can restore our proper relationship with the pleasures of our life so that we don't abuse them and use them as painkillers. You know, pleasures were meant to be enjoyed. They're not just supposed to relieve our pain, right? Because if you use them to relieve your pain, then you've kind of broken your relationship with those things. By the way, I'm not condoning the use of those as painkillers. I'm just saying that that's what we use things as. You know, and, and what a proper relationship looks like is a very personal thing. So I can't I can't speak for you, but I think you all get the idea. Is is it's understandable that we we turn to things because we're in pain. Life is hard. We are carrying our load. So one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. This has been the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your time. I know there's a lot of other shows out there that you can spend your time with. So I'm very grateful for you. If you found value in this show, please consider subscribing or sharing or liking on all of the major social networks. That actually helps the show grow. It feeds the algorithms. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also leave a review or subscribe where all major podcasts are distributed. Your reviews greatly help the show grow as well, so consider doing that. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. The book I talked about today, The Battlefield of the Mind, it is on there. It's read by the author. That would be Joyce Myers. Great audiobook. 
It's not that long. Um, that is one of the books that are on Audible. So something to think about. And on that note, one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today. Because as always, that's all we can do. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day.